Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm Amy, and I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And this week, we're going to New Orleans. Yay. Yeah. Love New Orleans. Yeah, it's amazing. I've never been here before. I just can't believe I never made it over there. I know. Well, you know, you're from Philly originally, so that's kind of a far trek. And then when we lived in Dallas, we lived in Dallas for, what, like eight years? I'm from there, so I've been. <laughs> but when we lived in Dallas together, like, we just never made it over. In fact, one year we had plans to go. It was the year of Katrina. And we were supposed to go to Jazz Fest that year. And something came up, I don't know, with work, whatever. It was like over 10 years ago. So we didn't make it. And we thought, oh, well, we'll just go in a few months. And then Katrina happened. And <laughs> yeah, that was, that was just, it for that. That was it for that. Yeah. And it took a long time for them to rebuild. And then, and of course, we moved to New England and had the farm and all kinds of stuff. So we were just now getting back down there. But yeah, it has really rebuilt. New Orleans is so amazing. New Orleans is unlike any other place. I mean, it really is. It's it just, has its own feel to it, for sure. Its own feel, yeah. And, you know, a lot of towns are really popular for, like, one thing. Like, it's the food, or it's the music, or it's whatever. And it's kind of everything in New Orleans. The yep. architecture is amazing. The history, the architecture, the whole, the whole thing. The food. Oh, my God, the food. Yeah, we're going to talk all about the food. But we're super excited, too, because we get to go back this year to New Orleans for ShiftCon. I know you've heard us talk about ShiftCon a few different times, and I'll put a link at realfoodwholehealth.com under podcast, under episodes. Just click on this episode and you'll get the links. Um, but yeah, they're going to be in De- December, like first or third, is it? I think, yeah, it's early I December. I think so, yeah, early December at the end of this year. So I'm really excited uh, to get to go back. And now that we've, you know, kind of got some favorite spots, because I actually hadn't been in New Orleans as an adult. You know, I was there as a teenager. And that's a whole different experience. So anyway, if you tuned in last week, you know that we were on an epic adventure with my parents. They were coming along with us and uh, in their own motorhome, <laughs> not in the same one. And it was going to be a six-week adventure moving from Dallas to New Orleans. And then going to Palm Beach, Florida, meeting up with Matt's family, and then going down to the Keys for Christmas. So it was really quite a lot of fun going on. So we were super excited to get over to New Orleans. I actually have family there. Um, I have aunts that live there, and they rebuilt after Katrina. It took them a couple years, maybe even three. Um, But their home's just beautiful. So we were really excited to get back and check that out. And in the middle of it, I think Matt had a trip to L.A., so that was... I did. <laughs> it was a busy week. It was a busy week. But yeah, we're going to delve right in and tell you all the things that we loved about New Orleans. And there's so much more, so we'll have more after ShiftCon. Yeah, because there's so much to do there. I feel like we only scratched the surface. So when we got settled, we actually stayed at an RV resort called Pontchartrain Landing. It was right on the water. Um, it was kind of out of the fray of the city. Um, and it kind of in a scary industrial area that you have to drive through. Yeah, you come off the, the road there, and then you head down the, through this industrial area, and it's like, oh, am I going to the right place? Yeah, What's going it kind of felt like a trap, to be honest with you. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. This is how, like, news stories start. But anyway, when you get down there, it's a lovely area. It's right on the water, and there's actually a back way to go that's really pretty. You drive through all these lovely homes along the water and everything. But anyway, it's a neat spot. And there that was a great little home base to be able to move in and out of the city when we wanted to. Yeah, we could zip in in about 15 mm. minutes or so. So it was it was nice. Yeah, 
and, you know, go at times when traffic's not happening. So anyway, so we got settled and then we decided to head into Jackson Square. Um, We just decided to go right for it, you know, down there. <laughs> right to the action. Right to the action. You know, Jackson Square, the French Quarter, Bourbon Street, all of that is sort of in the same area. And so it's something that you can go and park and do quite a bit of walking and check a lot out at the same time. And so Jackson Square is kind of known for, you know, art, music. There's a lot of independent vendors around. I mean, everything from artists to fortune tellers to, you know, people just sitting around with a guitar. I mean, it's just really interesting. And I believe on Sunday afternoons they have like an art walk. I think they kind of have it all the time, but I think specifically on Sundays, yeah. there's some sort of an art walk. It's a little busier then. Yeah. Um, but it's just so interesting. And um, St. Louis Cathedral is there in the middle. It's beautiful. There's horse-drawn carriages. You can, you know, take a ride around if you want to do that. Or, and there's lots to walk and see. Um, but in that area, you know, you're in the French Quarter. So the architecture is just absolutely stunning. I mean, all of these, like wrought iron, you know, balconies. And I mean, if you've ever seen pictures of Mardi Gras, like you kind of know yeah. what we're talking about. There's these amazing balconies everywhere. Of course, that's where people stand and throw beads and Mardi Gras is a pretty crazy time. But anyway, um, yeah, there's just tons to do. So you can just walk around and just get into shops. You know, there are some areas that are, it's sort of touristy and whatever, but there's plenty of like local flavor and there's tons to really let you, you know, in on the history of New Orleans. And it's really multicultural. So it's very interesting. Um, and, you know, walking around uh, on the other side kind of, of the street from where Jackson Square is and, and where St. Louis Cathedral, there is the French Market. And that's fascinating to walk through. There's all kinds of like stalls sort of set up like a half, yeah, kind of half indoor, half outdoor, like farmer's market. It's covered. Um, but it is sort of open air as well. But And it's not just like a farmer's market with food. They do have food. They have prepared foods, you know, that you can eat there. And then they have, you know, food, produce, and things like that that you can buy. But really so much of it is shops and art and just and crafts, crafts yeah. like local everything. It's just really, really cool. So that's a good way to go and spend a lot of time. And then... Um, we had to stop at Cafe Dumont. There is actually a Cafe Dumont, which is so, you know, famous for the beignets and beignets are not at all a health food. (laughs) I don't think we can even classify that as remotely healthy, but we'll say it's good for the soul. (laughs) So a chicory coffee and a beignet is sort of a must try. I believe that somebody did tell me there are places that do beignets, you know, maybe sourdough beignets, fried in bacon fat or something like that. That's a lot more real food. These were definitely not that. These were white flour. They were fried in vegetable oil. And luckily there was a bunch of us. So we were able to just have a bite and say, okay, we've done it. Yeah, we've tried it. Yeah. And it's not really my thing. I mean, it's fried dough with powdered sugar. So whatever. But it's kind of one of those things like when in Rome, right? So when in Nola, have a beignet. Um, but there is a Cafe du Monde right there, and so you can do that if you'd like. It's very busy. I will give you a tip. If you will go to the back and sit along the fountain, and if you're there, you'll see what I mean, um, you are able to, like, a, a waiter will come right up to you and take your order. You don't have to wait in the line, and you don't have to wait for a table. 
it was great. Like we were supposed to wait maybe 45 minutes and we ended up waiting about three. So that was fabulous because we really just wanted to have a try. We didn't want to sit and be there forever. We wanted to keep exploring. So after that, we walked down to Bourbon Street. We went further into the quarter and into Bourbon Street. And this is like, hello, people watching. (laughs) It is very entertaining. Um, It's bars and shops and uh, like jazz. Street entertainers and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You're going to have everything ranging from street performers to you know, crazy bars, people walking around with their hurricanes because it's legal to have open containers. So everybody gets a go cup yep, and, and a huge uh, thing of beer. Yeah. And, you know, like these yeah. huge like yardsticks of beer and all this stuff and walking around with all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it depends on when you're there as to how rowdy it's going to be, but it can get pretty rowdy. So it's definitely not a place for kiddos to go at night. Um, you know, during the day, it's one thing if you just want to walk down there with kids, but at night, it's really not a kid's spot. Um, and it can get pretty loud and rowdy, but I mean, obviously there is a, a safety presence. Yeah, like there's a large police presence. Yeah. There. I mean, it's not unsafe, really. You just need to be aware of your surroundings and just, you know, it's where people go and have a good time and they drink and whatever. But yeah, so we just kind of walk down the road and, you know, it's so cool to see all the different stuff. I mean, you've got these piano bars with jazz coming out and it's just really fun. So we walk down that and then kind of loop back around the square. It's you can really spend a lot of time walking through there. Um, but yeah, it's really beautiful. And then we hopped in the car and went over to Koshan for dinner. We actually went to Butcher, which is in the back of Koshan. And you have to walk. You'll see Koshan. You park there. And then you walk around the corner. Although be careful where you park. <laughs> yeah, we did get a ticket. It's not our fault. <laughs> there were plenty of others so. yeah no it is sort of our fault but yeah it was very unclear as to where you could park but whatever i think it was ten dollars no it was fifty dollars um but anyway yeah made for an expensive dinner but we went to um butcher Koshan's fabulous as well but this time we were looking for just something really casual Wanted to check out the homemade sausages, the boudin. If you're not familiar with boudin, oh my goodness, very good. That was delicious. It's so good. It's like jambalaya, which is, um, if you're not familiar with that, (laughs) so many people aren't familiar with Cajun food. Growing up in Dallas, I was really familiar with it because we always were going to New Orleans and having crawfish boils and things like that. So I kind of grew up knowing about you know, all of these things, but jambalaya is like a stew that is like sausages and chicken and seafood and rice. And so they sort of like boil that down, put it in a casing, casing, like a sausage. So you've got, you know, meat and rice in a casing and then you slice it. I think it's boiled and then you slice it and put it on crackers or just eat it on its own or whatever. Anyway, it's very good. So we were able to take advantage of their house-made sausages, their house-made boudin. It's, you can grab food to go there. Like, I mean, they have a full butcher shop or they have a restaurant where you can sit and hang out. And so it's just really cool and down to earth. But the food is fantastic. We really enjoyed our meal there. It was. Yeah. It was very good. That boudin was so smoky and spicy. And we got a lot of it for later. Yeah. We stocked up. <laughs> we did stock up. Um, and then we went back to our resort. We were kind of tired at this point. And uh, actually, they were having a whole party there that we yeah. didn't know. New Orleans is known for parties. They've, so. got a, they've got a restaurant and bar there. And they had some live music going. Yeah. So some... Um, Um, Cajun music. So we got to participate in that for a little while before we went home. So that was a good end to the day. 
Um, and then the next day we went over to the Garden District in St. Charles Avenue. This is just such, this is probably one of my favorite areas. I do love to be down in the French Quarter and, and that whole area too. But the Garden District is lovely. You've got beautiful historic homes, you know, a lot of Greek revival, a lot of Victorian style, big ornate gardens, just the history there, the architecture, it is stunning. It's really someplace you want to spend a lot of time. So you can drive around, of course, in your car. You can do walking tours. I think there's even organized tours. But you can also take the streetcar, and that does go up and down St. Charles and I think some other areas, but I know it goes up and down St. Charles, and you can catch it to different, you know, locations. But that's a really cool, fun way to to see the area, and it's just lovely. I, yeah. I really enjoy that. So pretty. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped for lunch right in the Garden District at Superior Seafood and Oyster Bar. And this was a lot of fun because we just ordered so many different types of oysters and gumbo. Yeah, they had quite the selection. They really did. Yeah, we love, you know, Oysters Rockefeller with the, you know, like spinach and Parmesan and garlic, lots of garlic. And then Bienville, which is often um, with like either crawfish or shrimp or crab. I think that or, was our favorite there. That was. Yeah. It was so good. And a few others too. Yeah, garlic and yeah. I don't know. Really good. <laughs> Baked oysters. What do you want? They're always good. Um, and so that was just a fun place to stop. And they had a lot of um, offerings. Like it was almost hard to make our selections. But anyway, we decided to just stick with oysters and gumbo. And then we went over to Lafayette Cemetery Number 1. This is kind of the most famous and most well-kept um, of the cemeteries. And what's cool about New Orleans cemeteries, if you don't know this, and you may not be into cemeteries, but they're very, very unique, um, is that they don't, you know, do the traditional grave sites. They use mausoleums. So all the graves are above ground level because of the water, you know, because of the water table there. So they need to be up high. And it's so interesting to walk around and see all these different, they're almost like little houses, you know, and of memorials. And so it's really interesting to walk around and, you know, just read, um, read the names and see the statuary. And of course, you know, these cemeteries have been featured in lots of movies. It's just beautiful. There's lots of huge trees and it's very cool. So it's, again, something that you can tour on your own, or they do have lead tours. I will let you know they close earlier than you would think. I yeah, think it was like 5 or 6. I think it was even earlier. I think it was 4.30 or 5. So do be aware to check that. I'm sure it changes seasonally, but it does get um, close up and locked at, I believe, sunset. So just keep an eye on that. Now, right across the street from Lafayette is our Lafayette Cemetery Number 1, because, again there are different ones, um, is Commander's Palace. And so if you are a foodie, you probably know all about Commander's Palace. It's a historic restaurant, really a culinary institution. They have an amazing cocktail area. Their brunch is, I mean, kind of renowned. Yeah, like some, yeah, yeah, some of the best. Many chefs got their start there, and it's just right across the street, and you cannot miss it because it's blue and white striped. Like, the entire building is bright turquoise blue and white stripes. Um, but that somewhat casual exterior does belie a really nice, lovely <laughs> culinary restaurant. It's just amazing, and I highly recommend it. So we'll definitely be going back there when we're back in New Orleans. Um and then we went over to Emeralds. The next day, we went to Emeralds for dinner um, down on Chapatulas. And that's a great street where you're going to find lots of 
fun restaurants and shopping and all kinds of different things, but we went down to Emeralds. It's actually one of my mom's favorite places. Um, it's really solid. I mean, obviously, Emeralds known for really good quality, so you're going to have excellent service, really good food. You know, it's just a winner. It's, it we've never had a bad experience. It was a very nice experience. There, yeah. And the food was delicious. It was so delicious. Yeah. And um, I feel like we just, I mean, everywhere we went, the food was so good. So it was, you know, you really can't go wrong um, in that area, especially if you like seafood and you like a little bit of spice, like you're pretty <laughs> much going to be set in New Orleans. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the next day we went on a really cool adventure. We did um, a swamp tour on an airboat and we were actually like going looking for alligators. And so this was really a lot of fun. We went down to the bayou, like what was it? Maybe an hour, 45 minutes yeah, to an hour. an hour. Yeah. Outside of New Orleans. And we went with the company airboat adventures. Again, I'll have all of these links to everything we're talking about on our show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. If you'll go under podcast and under episodes, just click on this episode and you'll find all the links to what we're talking about. So we went down to the bayou and you wait and then get, you know, assigned to an airboat. They give you ear protection because airboats can be sort of loud. The motor's on the back and it is super fun. Like it's not at all scary. You know, you feel really secure and you're up elevated from where the alligators are. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fear. You're not going to be down, you know, right with them. Um, And I did find that I am not a pro alligator spotter. I am not. I am not going to be moving to the bayou because I think I would be eaten by an alligator. Um, They are hard to see, but we saw so many and I got some fabulous photos. Just so fun. Like really sailing across the water on those airboats is a blast because you're just hovering so they can just corner like really easily. So it was really great. And you go into this area, it was sort of like eerie and magical. Like you just... I don't even know. Yeah, it felt Spanish, like a fairy tale. Spanish moss hanging down. Oh, and all just, over the trees. Yeah. And you just wind through the back, you know, of these bayous. And they're all like twisty and turny. And everywhere you go, you're seeing turtles and birds, every kind of bird. Oh, my goodness. And you're looking for gators. And they are everywhere. Um, and we got to hold a little one. It, it was about a foot and a half long. And it was, I was amazed because it was about three years old. It was almost three years old and it was still that small. So they grow really slowly, um, which was really interesting. So that was a really great experience. It was. I highly recommend it. I do too. I would definitely do that again. There's other companies that do this. Our, our adventure was fine with Airboat Adventures. Um, I definitely felt like it was just, it was really easy. Like no fuss. Like they do have buses and things that they'll bring you to um, the location from downtown New Orleans. Like if you're there and you don't have a car, we of course had our car. So we were able to drive down to the bayou ourselves and just wait for the, um, wait for the tour to start. So anyway, it was just great. I highly recommend it. So interesting. Um, and then that night we actually were able to meet up with Kaylee and Josh. They are other RVers. They are from the Freedom Theory. You may remember I did a podcast with Kaylee all about their adventures and they happened to be in New Orleans at the same time. So we were really excited to meet up with them. And we went to Achafalaya for dinner. It's just such a cozy spot. Really, you know, had a good meal. 
you know, again, Cajun Creole kind of home cooking. Just yeah, really like we good had food. Some fish and, yeah, it was it was nice. Yeah, it's a lovely place. So that was a really fun time and, and they got to tell us about all the places that they had been and um, you know, gave us some ideas of things to check out. And then the next day Matt actually left for Los Angeles. So I was kind of holding down the fort. <laughs> But you I had parents and the dogs. Yep. Yeah. And then that's the day we kind of went and met with my aunts. And um, we went out to breakfast at a place called Riccobono's. And this is just, my parents will tell that it's legendary. And to them, it, they do remember it as being legendary. But they go for the crab cake Benedict. But this is just really like such a little neighborhood spot. It's actually right in the middle of a lot of houses. You wouldn't really see it if you didn't know to be looking for it. And one of our family members there is a police officer, and that is a local, um, you know, hangout. And so it's just really a good, old-fashioned, not really hole-in-the-wall. It's kind of a cozy cafe, but it's just very, very casual and just basic breakfast, good times. So we went and, and hung out and then got to tour their house that had been rebuilt after Katrina, and that was so phenomenal. They, of course, gave us a great tour of some different places to go. Um, so we went to Angelo Bricado. It's a, an Italian bakery known for gelato um, and other things. I did try some gelato there. It was quite good. Um, there are a lot of other, like, classic Italian bakery items. If that's your thing, then, you know, you might find what you're looking for there. Um, and then we went over to St. Roche Market which is so awesome. I actually had plans to meet a friend there the next day, another local, and it was a great experience. St. Roche is just really a cool spot. Um, it's a kind of a new area, and I would say it's similar to like what we've described before, like the ferry building in San Francisco, or certainly on a much smaller scale, um, or a couple other places that we visited. But it's like inside of a building, you have all these different little stalls for different, like it's a co-op. There's all these different restaurants and shops and things like that. So it's really great to be able to take advantage of so many things under one roof um, and get to try different things. So it's great to go with a group because different people can get you know, different things to what they like. Um, so we, uh, we went that day to sort of explore, but I went back the next morning and met my friend Katie. Um, Katie runs sacred retreats in Peru. Um, and so I was really anxious to meet up with her and talk about her latest adventures. You know, if you listen to the podcast I did with Amanda Love, she talked about her, retreat in Peru and she went with Katie. She, you know, worked with Katie on that. So it was really kind of cool to put the face with the name and spend some time together and talk all about Peru while in New Orleans. Um, but we enjoyed a juice from Juice Nola and then we, um, bought some items at St. Roche Forage and then PDR Nola. We got some amazing, like, braised greens and brisket and I mean grass fed everything like it was just beautiful the food there was incredible and I had some avocado toast from juice nola as well as a green juice just everything was so good so that was really a fun place to meet up and then Matt was still out of town <laughs> um, my parents and I went to a place called Dini's that's down in the French Quarter and I was a little resistant to go there because I thought it was going to be really touristy um, it didn't seem like it was going to really be that good. It just felt like, oh, it's a touristy spot. So, you know, the food doesn't have to be great. It's just down by the hotels. But it actually was very good. Like, you have to be choosy on the menu. 
there's plenty of stuff on there that's just kind of eh or, you know, a bunch of fried food or whatever. But the char grilled oysters were among some of the best we had the whole time in New Orleans. They were buttery and garlicky and just like so amazing. The flavor was awesome. So that was really a fun find when we were down there because we were actually waiting for Matt to come back from LA and we kept watching his plane (laughs) get delayed. It was supposed to, he was supposed to be in at 10 and he finally made it at like 1am. So it was kind of a crazy night. Um, But anyway, we made it and char grilled oysters sort of got us through. So the next day we went to meet up with my aunts again. We grabbed a mofalata, um, which is a standard New Orleans sandwich. Just so like amazing. Again, you have to try. It's pretty serious. Yeah. It is pretty serious. Um, and then went shopping for some seafood. Um, and then that night, uh-huh, restaurant revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I just say restaurant revolution was probably um, my favorite place that we went while we were in New Orleans. I mean, so many great culinary adventures here, but Restaurant Revolution just takes it to a whole other level. Um, It's located in the French Quarter, and, you know, it's just exquisite. Like, the service is totally on point. I mean, really kind of almost over the top. And the food, wow. Yeah, I I can't imagine there's a better gumbo out there. In the no, world. I can't it either. Is, it is so good. Yeah, they we started with a charcuterie platter, and then we ordered Death by Gumbo, which it is, like... Wow. Swoon. So rich and delicious. I've never had a gumbo like that. It really was just absolutely beautiful. Like, I cannot wait to go back to this place. If you go one place while you're in New Orleans, go here. It was just so amazing. We had a quail dish that was a triptych of quail. So quail prepared three different ways. And then we had a butter poached lobster um, with ricotta gnocchi. And this was... It was crazy. They had like some kind of uh, a vanilla... Uh, vanilla tarragon or something oh my lord you guys like eat it oh my no Mm -mm. i can't even i can't even like i want to go back there right now i have never had ricotta gnocchi made like that i have a recipe for ricotta gnocchi on the blog i make it often this was the most pillowy thing like it almost just disappeared in your mouth (laughs) The flavor didn't. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So anyway, fabulous. Like when we go back for ShiftCon this December, we will be going to Restaurant Revolution at least once, if not more. Um, so yeah, it was fabulous. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was our trip to New Orleans. It was absolutely wonderful. We really enjoyed our time there. Highly, highly recommend a lot of these places. Um, and then we were headed, you know, on our way to Palm Beach, we were headed to um, Tallahassee for a night. So we went through Mississippi, we went through Mobile, Alabama, um, and then got into Tallahassee for the night before going down to Palm Beach. So we really covered some ground. We did. We hustled. Yeah, we did. Um, so we will be picking up in Palm Beach and West Palm Beach next week. And we will talk to you then. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.